Good afternoon, Peter. Those Tuesdays come around pretty quick. Health and well-being, we are here yet again. Yes, and they do actually come around very fast. We're past the shortest day of the year, though. Yes, I'll go a bit longer from here. (laughs) We're being optimistic. So spring and summer is on its way. For those that like spring and summer. That's a good start. Now, today, I believe we're tackling healthy hormones. Yeah, look, um, five ways to balance your hormones naturally. Hormones are something that either we don't talk about at all or we blame them for everything. So I thought I'd go through, you know, because we talk about how stress affects this and that and how the gut microbiome, but... Today, I'm going to hopefully paint a bit of a picture how it's all connected. Healthy hormones, where you want to take it today. Well, well, let's start at the very start. Where do our hormones come from? Well, look, it's one of those, um, one of those stories, Mark, where you know, oftentimes when a patient comes to see a naturopath, they'll come in with symptoms of hormonal imbalance, hot flushes, um, painful menstrual cycle, PMS, um, insulin resistance, difficulty losing weight. Like we see the, we, we call it the downstream symptoms. Like we see the system once it's way out of whack and mm. someone's presenting with PCOS or endometriosis. So the trick is always when, when you're looking at someone's health is not just to, you know, treating someone at the, the downstream end of their condition is a bit like throwing handfuls of pills into, you know, the river as it comes into the ocean. You've got to... Mm. Everything's too big to get get a handle on, so so we need to go back upstream and need to go back upstream and find out what why this dysregulation is occurring. So hormones are created by our endocrine system, and the endocrine system comprises the hypothalamus, which is in our brain, our pituitary, which is like the third eye here behind, you know, your eyebrows, Um, and the pituitary gland in the brain. Um, and then we then it goes to our thyroid gland, our adrenals, ovaries in ladies, testicles in men, and also the pancreas is involved in this cycle as well. So altogether, it's known as the HPTAG axis. So how it works, messages come from our hypothalamus to the pituitary and then to each of the appropriate endocrine glands. These glands then produce the appropriate hormonal response. And this hormonal response tells the hypothalamus to stop producing those hormones. So... This whole system should work by a feedback loop. So the messages come down, the hormones get released, they go to their target tissue, response is elicited, and then the hormone should turn off or adjust or recorrect itself. So it's, it's kind of like a symphony orchestra. You know, the conductors like the hypothalamus, the glands are like the musicians, and the hormones released are the music. Do you like that analogy? Oh, when, when, when the music's played well, it's all right, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So hormones then... Um, produced by these glands are the body's chemical messages and they travel through the bloodstream to tissues and organs where they actually control most of the body's major systems. And your HPTAG access is responsible for producing just the right, right amount of each hormone in your body needs to regulate things like um, the menstrual cycle and fertility. So pituitary send messages to your ovaries and testes to produce estrogen, progesterone and testosterone, among other hormones. Um, HPTAG access is also responsible for our metabolism. You know, messages go from the hypothalamus to the pituitary to the thyroid to stimulate the production of thyroid hormones, which play a role with um, hormones that regulate our weight and our appetite. Um, Our stress response. So this same system is responsible for our stress response. Messages go from up top down to your adrenal glands and we produce adrenaline and cortisol. Um, Sleep patterns are also affected by this system. Our brain produces hormones like melatonin, blood sugar regulation, the pancreas produces insulin, and mood. Our brain also produces serotonin and other mood hormones. 
Low levels of serotonin can lead to depression, while GABA and glutamate imbalance can cause anxiety. So this is just a very brief, so in a nutshell, this is just a very brief introduction to what our hormones actually influence. Basically, every cell in our body via receptors and ultimately our genes are influenced or is influenced by every hormone that we produce. So everything is related to everything else. Yeah, and it's like this, this, this self-regulatory system that's part of our autonomic nervous system. So that's why in balance, good health equals good hormonal balance. We're talking about this concept of hormonal balance and that in effect it's, it's, it's a whole systems involved, our hypothalamus, our pituitary, our thyroid, our adrenals, our ovaries, our testes and our pancreas. So in recent years, I've noticed a, a you know, pretty dramatic rise in the number of patients who come in with hormonal imbalance. Um, and I feel that stress and our fast-paced modern lifestyle, as well as the dramatic increase in toxins that we all come in contact with on a daily basis, is one of, re- one of the reasons why this HPTAG access is under such stress. So the thoughts are, the theory is, is your HPTAG symphony orchestra playing a beautiful, calming and uplifting and restoring piece of music? Or is it playing a discordant heavy metal song? Apologies to the heavy metal enthusiasts. That's painful and disturbing to listen to, making your daily life difficult. Did you like that analogy? You're sticking with the music, aren't you? You're sticking with it. (laughs) So what are some of those symptoms, Peter? So what someone might come and see a naturopath for would be things like um, hot flushes and other symptoms of menopause. Remembering that menopause is not a medical condition. It's a natural progress, but sometimes, or process, sometimes in going through that process, the body can chuckle wobbly and then we'll get symptoms. Um, PMS, premenstrual syndrome, infertility, you know, is dramatically on the increase. And fertility has everything to do with this hormonal access or hormonal balance. Painful periods, endometriosis is on the rise, PCOS, um, thyroid health. And that's, you know, we always get a lot of talk calls on this show about thyroid health. So that's increasing diabetes, weight gain, fatigue, stress, insomnia, depression and anxiety. So that's a, a whole myriad of things. Some of those things are, are a natural progression, but some of those things are, are like, oh, I, I really don't want that. Yeah, it's actually interesting. So all of those conditions I've t- mentioned there are all associated with a person's hormonal system being out of balance, mm. and different hormones are involved. So are there uh, a couple of ways uh, a naturopath can look, look after, get into some of that and get you fixed up? Uh, look, absolutely. So... And I know we've talked about these things a lot on the show, but they are really powerful lifestyle medicines that you can practice that cost you nothing. So getting a good night's sleep. One of the most important things you can do to improve your hormonal health is to get enough quality sleep. Um, But that can be a big issue for a lot of people. So poor sleep has been linked to increased stress, poor food choices, lack of energy, which can all lead to weight gain. Sleep, poor sleep impacts insulin, cortisol, Leptin and ghrelin are our two hormones that deal with um, appetite and satiety, um, growth hormone. Um, poor sleep patterns can also precede or lead to the symptoms of depression and anxiety as serotonin levels are affected. So, and insomnia, we'll actually do a talk on insomnia because it's a growing issue as well. So good quality sleep is so important. You have not stopped looking straight at me when you've done that entire bit on bad sleeping. <laughs> Everything from insomnia to not getting good night's sleep. I wonder why, Peter. I wonder why. Well... Well, I don't know. I think maybe that could be a little challenge you have. Um, also, uh, the next one, uh, exercise regularly. regularly. Yep, exercise regularly. Everyone knows the importance of 
regular exercise, huge impact on your hormonal health by reducing insulin and cortisol levels. Um, with insulin, one of the body's main functions or insulin's main functions is to allow cells to take up sugar and amino acids from the bloodstream, which are used for energy, maintaining muscle. However, too much insulin can be, you know, has been linked to increased levels of inflammation, heart disease, diabetes, fatty liver, cancer, cancer, etc. So insulin resistance. Um, so exercise. And uh, well, now we sort of get into one of the food ones or another food one, uh, cutting out sugar. That, yeah. can be, that can be tough. Yeah, look, cutting Not out easy. sugar. Yeah, well, sugar is such a, a, a problem food. I call it the white cocaine of the food industry. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all a little bit hooked on sugar and refined foods. Um, so sugar and refined foods have been linked to a number of health problems, including obesity, diabetes, and much more. Um, fructose can increase insulin levels and lead to insulin resistance. Um, so yeah, so cutting out dietary diet really helps a lot with with having a happy hormonal balance as well. And so a couple of the couple of the, the usual suspects that come up: your diet and exercise. Really yeah, diet and sleep. Yeah, yeah, diet, exercise, and sleep. Health and well-being, wrapping it up this afternoon with Peter Mullen before he actually goes on holidays. Peter, we'll get into that in a moment. But firstly, good afternoon, Carla. You're at Waratah and you've just come back from a holiday yourself. Where have you been? Uh, Africa. Oh, no that's way. so funny. Do you know what? That's where Peter's going. Straight oh, up to the wow. show. He's gone. I'll have a talk to him. <laughs> we were just having a joke, actually. I said I was... Yeah, that's very funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I went over in South Africa for three weeks. Yes. And um, there's a lot of things happening with, you know, sleeping against your body clock, uh, jumping on planes all hours of the morning and night, uh, just the water change, everything. Yes. And my whole regular routine, um, as far as daily routine, as far as bowel, you say, movement has just totally ceased. Okay, okay, so you're just not going to the toilet at all? Well, sometimes if I... I took some Senecot, yep. which was probably... And other times it's just been uh, hard work. Okay, and were your bowels... Have your bowels always been pretty good before you went to <laughs> yeah, Africa? Yeah, well, um, normally I have a pretty high-fibre diet. I have, you know, psyllium and, um, you know, uh, other things that you buy in the whole yep. grain stores. Yeah. Um, and wheat bits in the morning. Always exercised, which I wasn't doing when I was away. And I just thought, well, every time I go away somewhere, it seems to be the water. Oh, I blame the water because it's a change in water. And you don't think um, you've picked up a gut bug? You've got more constipation than diarrhoea? Nothing like that, no. Okay. No gut bug. So okay. I'm a vegetarian, and so I was drinking bottled water the whole time. Okay. Cleaning my teeth with bottled water. I took malaria tablets for a short time, but in the end I just felt... Well, most of the places I was staying at, it was, it was so cold anyway, and there was, no... there was no malaria there anyway, and I just thought, I just feel like it's just sapping the life out of me, so I'm not taking them anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I enough. stopped taking them. Okay. Well, look, what, what the trick is when you're home from somewhere like that, did you see heaps of animals first off? Just a quick question. Yes, yes, up close. Oh, um, wonderful. On, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, well, look, what you, what, what you can do, you just want to try and get back into your normal routine as soon as possible. Mm. Get your sleep patterns sorted for, sorted for starters. You know, go to bed at the same time, read to go to sleep. Um, well, that's another thing we've had problems with. We've been waking up the first time we came home. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I went, oh, you know, and well, we look, just what, felt zapped. How long and, have you been back? Oh, just a week. 
a okay. week today. Okay. Well, look, one, one supplement that you can take, you need to get it prescribed through your GP, though, that can really help with jet lag and getting back into regular sleep patterns is melatonin. Um, yeah, I am sleeping well, but just longer. Yeah. And I just feel like we were getting up at 20 to 4 in the morning to catch flights at yeah. 7 o'clock. Yeah. We were, um, you know, it was, it's night, day over here, night over there, vice versa, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just all our hours were very early morning starts t- to do safaris and, you know, just. Well, just with on the, the go for eighteen days, just oh, never stop. Fantastic. Stopped. Well, look, yeah. if the sleep's okay, just keep persevering with that. But with the diet, um, make sure you just get back to your normal diet as soon as possible. Um, try uh, psyllium husk. So I would do psyllium husk two heaped teaspoons twice a day um, in water or um, water and a little bit of juice. I'd keep taking you yeah, because when your bowels are a bit backed up, you've got to get it all going again. Mm. So I would. Take your Senecod every night and take your psyllium every day until you're having a regular motion every day. And then wean back off the Senecod and then get back to your normal fiber. But if when we when we fly, like our intestinal tract becomes swollen, like so if you've got irritable bowel, like flying just stuffs that up. So, but use the psyllium and the Senecod to get into a regular routine and then wean back off the Senecod. Um, but if that doesn't help regulate, everything down definitely go and see a naturopath and get a a good herb mix made up as well um because we can put something in there to help with the bowel um with that sleep regulation just with getting that body clock back on track thank you very much carla and finally today uh charlotte woodbury you've got an osteoarthritis question for peter today shirl hello hello shirley um how can i help um i was just wondering i heard you talking about the natural hormones Yes. Um, I had a hysterectomy. I'm 66. Yes. And I had it when I was 42. And I used to get a, a implant. Yes. You know? Yep. And estrogen. Yes. And put in by the GP. And um, apparently they've stopped them. And I've not long had a blood count. Yes. And everything comes back fine. Yep. The hormone level and all that. But I just don't have... I have osteoporosis. Yes. It's bad. And... um, But I don't have any energy in my body. I, I sleep a lot. Okay, okay. Well, look, what, what, what you can do... Like and you, I've had no um, hormone because they cut it out, the implant. And do you think, do you think you're, you've been more fatigued since they stopped giving you the hormone therapy? Well, I don't, after... No, I don't really think so, no. Okay, okay. Well, look, a couple of, couple of tips just to focus on... For starters, like the what fatigue is fatigue, and that's another topic we'll talk about, Mark, as well. There's about sure. ten different reasons why people can be fatigued and have low energy. Um, I always start with a bit on the topic today, supporting that whole stress coping system, particularly around the adrenals. So, with Sherl, what I'd recommend there is to get a, a, a good quality magnesium powder, 
and it needs to be a really good quality practitioner strength magnesium powder for energy. Um, I would also get onto um, a zinc and vitamin C supplement as well, a really good quality practitioner powder. Um, vitamin C and zinc powder really helps with the adrenals. And I would start maybe with those two and maybe a bit of hormone, um, hormonal support, maybe a, a herb complex containing um, a herb called withany, which is really nourishing to the adrenals and stress coping. So, But with energy, Cheryl, like you, you're best to see someone and actually get them to help you work out why you're fatigued. Um, taking stuff won't always help if that's not the reason why. But from a general nutritional point of view, that would be my three top things that I'd recommend. Thank you very much, Cheryl, and uh, also to Carla. Great to hear that apart from the health, uh, Peter, she had a, a fantastic holiday, and it's where you're heading uh, right after the show today. To hear that. Just uh, to wrapping up quickly uh, with uh, the hormonal uh, balance there, just recapping on the earlier points, get a good night's sleep, get the exercise right, your diet's got to be right, cutting out the sugar. You was about to mention stress managing that, but lastly, uh, support your hormones with some natural medicines. Are there a couple you'd like to recommend on the way out the door, Peter? Yeah, look, definitely. The um, from a stress point of view, um, or from a hormonal point of view, this herbal medicine, natural medicines can really help a lot. So, for women having healthy, for a healthy uh, fertility cycle, egg quality, ovulation, herbs such as chase tree, and chase tree actually works on the pituitary. So, some of these herbal medicines actually work on they they hit all the target organs through this through these systems. For help with hot flushes and other menopausal symptoms, herbs such as wild yam, shatavari, and tribulus. Now, tribulus is often we think of as a male hormone, a male herb, but really helpful for um, menopause and fertility, interestingly, as well as magnesium, thyroid function. Um, you want to make sure you've got ideal levels of iodine, tyrosine, zinc, and selenium to balance cortisol. Um, my two favorite herbs are licorice and withania, and they work to really nourish the adrenals as well as magnesium. And to reduce anxiety and help with sleep, kava. You know, kava is a traditional drink they use in Fiji. Kava's um, TGA approved in Australia to be used now. And um, it's fantastic for helping people with anxiety and actually helping the production of melatonin. So for people like um, um, Carla, if she was having sleep difficulties, if she doesn't have melatonin, um, Carver works just as just as well. So, um, a lot but, of good stuff there, Peter. Yeah, oh. lots of lots of things we can do. But just one thing, just quickly in finishing. So, if someone's stressed and their whole HPTAG axis sort of moves two bus stations to the right, then everything's going to be out of balance. Interestingly, stress also affects the gut microbiome. The gut microbiome will produce more inflammatory chemicals, which will further stress the this this access disturbing mood and sleep so everything everything's connected so you know the gut um our hormonal system our stress coping system all connected which you know gives us great scope to be able to help if we take that holistic approach thank you very much peter great program you're off for a couple of weeks enjoy your holiday in uh, in africa on the safari and david marston will be in over the next couple of weeks for health and well-being yep david will be in here looking after the show and um keeping an eye on you as well all righty thank you very much to nurfm 103.7 thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle topics range from gardening to health well-being pet care finance business and travel You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.